All right, September 12, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Today, we're going to be talking about the basics of uh, basics, how basics smash perversion. We're going to be starting out with teachers. There is a attack, all out attack on public education, rife with perverts, people who hate Jesus, folks that would rather focus on fornication than education. These godless commies hate your future, which is actually why they are in the classroom. And because they want to control the classroom and the behavior of tomorrow, they have to diddle their dangles in front of their kids today, your kids today. Oklahoma is not outside of the reach of this. That's right. The nation's most read conservative religious state has a fornicating pedophile who is a principal at an elementary school. So we're going to be talking about how basics stop perversion and crush perversion because it's just disgusting. Now I, of course, homeschool my kids. If you can homeschool your kids, you should absolutely do it. If you can sacrifice, well, you can't obviously sacrifice. You should sacrifice to get your kids out of public schools. But it is on my heart that not everyone can do that. Now I want to be very clear. I'll, I'll talk about remedy, but I want to be very clear. At this point, if you're allowing any excuse for a young mind to be subjected to the mush, the muck, and the malfeasance of morality in public schools, then you are a coward, or a moron, or lazy, or some type of negligent. I don't see how you could put your kid in a public school where they not only disrespect and dishonor and deny God, but now you've got a bunch of diddler danglers, gender jumping, pedophile promoting godless commies that are doing st this stuff to their kid. I have no tolerance. So there's my judgment. At the same time, I do understand that there may be stupid parents. There may be ignorant, negligent parents. There may be parents that for whatever extenuating circumstance can't get their kids out of the school. Okay, I understand that. Not really, but we'll talk about it. Here you have the, uh, what's it called? Here you have this, uh, I'm trying to find, where is it? Is it this? Yep, there it is. Here you have Oklahoma Elementary School faces calls to fire drag queen principal. This is a couple days ago. That's my buddy, uh, Ryan. He is the uh, Oklahoma Education Secretary. Um here says an Oklahoma elementary school is facing calls to fire its drag queen principal who once failed child child porn raps, according to a report. Shane Mernon, who performs as Chantel Mandalay in high heels and makeup, was tapped as John Glenn Elementary School's top administrator in Oklahoma City in June. Their outlet reported that Mernon was charged with possession of child pornography more than 20 years ago, but the case was dismissed because it couldn't be proven that the images depicted minors. According to the Oklahoman, Mernon was working as a fifth grade teacher at the time and resigned his position before later re-entering the profession, and that is the pervert right there. So the Sooner State's head of public education, Shane Walters, Ryan Walters, Shane Walters, he looks like my buddy named Ryan. Uh, no, his, his name is Ryan. Why do they call him Shane? It's Ryan. Anyway, uh, ripped district officials for the hire this weekend and demanded Mernon be sacked. 
quote, I think that the left is absolutely an agenda for our kids, that they are at war with our kids in the classroom. He told the outlet, what they are doing is injecting this ideology for an end goal here. Their end goal is absolutely break down a child's mind, break down the classroom, break down the family, and you see the results that have come from this. Absolutely. Amen, Ryan. His name's Ryan. It's not Shane, by the way. Um, recently, we were made aware of a previous charge of dismissed a year ago. Uh, we are very excited about his vision for John Glenn and blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. And there's the pervert right there. There's the pervert. There's the pervert. There's the pervert. He's a pervert, pedophile, doesn't belong anywhere near kids. So now I want to talk about what are we going to do about it? Because Oklahoma is a state where with its 77 counties... And not a one county has voted Democrat in the presidential election this entire millennium. The last time a Democrat won a county in a presidential election was 1996, Bill Clinton. So how does Oklahoma, with its Christian surroundings, its Christian people, its culture, the solid red conservative state, how does a solid red conservative state have a pedophile teacher make national news and the dude is still in office? The public school unions, employees, statutes, a bad knowledge of the law, a fear of the godless commies, and probably a complicitness of legislators who are spineless cowards who because it's not their district they'll give you the lip service if you ask them well this is not good and this you know we just gotta we gotta pass the legislation and I'm tired of it because that's not right it's not right that you have to wait for your legislator it's not right that you have to wait for the public school unions and what they can say we are going to crush it by God using basics in the fundamental law and I'll, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you today. Now, I don't have the notice written. I'll, I'll you know, work to that, Lord willing. But I just want to show where the fundamental law, the basics of our Constitution, right now, crush this. Crush it. Side note, let me put in a pitch for myself. Uh, one way that you can help me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash jaren, patriotswitch.com slash jaren. Over 450 products delivered to your door. Mine came today. Uh, you can also join me at, um, ooh, what's, what is it? I forget what the link was. There's a link today. Where's the link? What is this link? I should have I marked it. I didn't mark it. If you go to the link, mylibertyproject.org, I just, it was not, I, I couldn't remember if it was .info or .org, mylibertyproject.org. Tonight I'm hosting a call at 7 o'clock and we're going to be talking about stuff. So mylibertyproject.org, enter your email, you can get on a Zoom call with me today and we'll talk about the Patriot Switch option. We'll talk about what it actually means. If that's not what you want or if you've already done it, amen, God bless. There's another way, that's the direct way, which goes directly to me and that is that the link's in the description below. I appreciate the support very much, allowing me to study, to uh, do the things that I do and hopefully it finds you find it educational because we want remedy, we don't want just these godless commies to persist. And so people in public schools who have their kids there, whether grandparents or parents or teachers or people who don't really have any other option because the godless commies have made it to where American life has been frayed, the family has been fractured, and stuff just plainly sucks. But I don't want to just be a normal conservative and say that stuff is bad. I want to give solutions because I'm tired of my country dying 
So I want to fight back. So let's do this thing. Uh, before that, I kind of want to frame stuff if I can. I want to give a language warning. A language warning. Language warning. This is a preschool teacher from Florida. So the pedophile in Oklahoma, this is not just his, it's not just him, right? It's all these other perverts. So watch this. I feel like I had to learn the concept of chosen families really young and it wasn't anything to do with my queerness but just based on the fact that I didn't have the love at home that I needed and I knew that I was valuable and deserved it so I found it on my own early on and you know I shouldn't be blamed for that because like real like blood is still exists you were never there for me and I found my own love and that's okay and I think everybody should be allowed to do that and that's what I fucking teach in the classroom okay I always say give it to your friend not your mom because fuck your mom and I don't know I just am so sad <laughs> I am so sad and I hate my sister she's a fucking cunt that's all I have to say yeah they uh these people need Jesus these people don't have Christ and you're seeing the reprobate mind, the, the the clown makeup, the the shaking of the head, the meltdown in the car. Think about that. Uh, I mean, I do green screens in the car. But if you're sitting alone in the car to make your own video and you're doing that kind of stuff, don't you have any kind of mechanism in your mind? She's either A, performing, know she's performing and trying to get the audience. B, that's how she is, at which point she's stupid enough to post it on the internet. Or C, she thinks that this is a message that other people need to hear to build a community digitally instead of locally, which also speaks to the fact that she's got a stupid perspective because instead of looking to her neighbors and sharing that with them, especially her mom or her sister, she takes it out and just airs out the language and the, and the, the, the hate all over the place. So these people are demented, they're warped. Um, it's not good. Here is an actual teacher, a legitimate teacher, Give kudos and praise when you find it. Watch this. Commentary follows. Well, she likes to get over the section. Are you ready? I'm not a she. You're not a she? No, I already told you I go by they, them. They and them. They and them mean multiple people. Um, no, you my mean, pronouns are they, them. It's not just, no such thing. No such thing. Yes, there is. So, like I said, are you? Which is a she no. ready to give her presentation? I'm not a she. Like you go by she, her. So when we talk about the teacher, the teacher said this, she said that. I go by they, that. So you can ask me, or if you don't get it, you can just say my name. You can say Parker. Would you like to present now? That makes no sense. What would you going as? What's none of your business? When you came out, your mom. That's you when you came out. What we why are we talking about this right now? Because I asked, were you ready for your presentation? I am ready for my presentation. And I, like I acknowledge you what I go by. I am. You're, You're not, though. You, you, she, you know, her, no, um, they, them. You can ask. They, they them mean multiple. multiple. Teacher, this is a like, new, important thing. Well, like, it's, it's not important to me because I'm old school. And they and them is considered might, multiple You might people. not want to say that to a teacher. It doesn't really go well. You're Why being so really, close-minded right I'm now. I'm not being close-minded. You I'm are. Being, you're it's being too open-minded. You, you're so open-minded. Open -minded. Yes, you are. I, no, I, no, I agree. That don't make no sense. I don't know what they and them mean. Is she? No. Him? No. Her? You know what? Myself? You can, you can call me a he-him if you feel so inclined. How about that? 
He, him. Sure. It'll, it'll start you in the right direction of calling somebody something that they're more comfortable with, even though you're not. Because it's not about your comfort, it's about my comfort. It's not about your comfort. I, I you're in my classroom, and as my in my classroom, I'm you are a her or she. I don't identify as a she or a her. Please oh my God. I'm gonna call you, you what you are. Parker, I'm gonna you call, call you me by my name. Miss Parker. No. Yes, Miss Parker. I don't like that. Are that you ready for your presentation? That makes me uncomfortable. You no, what's I making me uncomfortable is you talking about them. And the how is that making you uncomfortable? If I'm because I'm talking to one single person. Which exactly. Is her. No. She, a beautiful no. young lady. However you want to put it. I want you I to do your presentation. Any of that way. I want to be called. It's not what then. you want. Because right now you're in my classroom, my habitat, my own right now and as such you are going to be addressed as miss parker no she just call me parker. her if you're uncomfortable with it let it go no this is important and that's not so much let it go because let it go and at this point just, what's going to happen is disrespect students i'm not disrespecting you I at all feel young lady i'm not so calling that is it that serious that you it have to be called to that me. It oh. is to me, and I'm trying to compromise with you here. Like, you can just call me by my name. I am compromising it. with you. What I'm calling you a beautiful young lady. I don't like that. I don't feel that way. Please don't refer to me as such. So, if I called you, if I said, hey, teacher, what's up, fat old guy? Would you feel happy about that? I'm not a fat old guy. Right. Yeah, it's a category error. She's not a man, so you wouldn't call her a man. That girl's not a boy, so you don't call her a boy. And she's not multiple people, so you don't call them they them. So I empathize, and this is actually the video that made me want to write a notice and get into the public sphere, the public school stuff, uh, which is, you know, a coupling of where we go back to this, uh, this pervert who's gallivanting as the principal at this Oklahoma City Elementary School, because normally I would see these types of things and I would say, that's not right, I don't like that, but I'm moving on, just because my kids are homeschooled. But now it's it's on my heart. God's pricked the conscience. We gotta smash. We gotta go after the good government of the nation. The good government of the nation is not just to benefit me. It's to get God's. It's to glorify God, to bring His righteousness, to call all people, all people, to the truth of what our Constitution says, because that's the law. So when we look at these people, these uh, this guy right here, when we look at this guy. When we look at this guy right here, who's dressing up and doing drag as this heathen right there, uh, I don't want anyone like that around my kids or anybody's kids, and so it's just wrong. So I'm in complete agreement with you if you also agree with that. The difference is that I know where in the law we can go to smash this. And this is where I want to do an exploded view of how to think like this because I don't think that we've been taught how to think like this. So you have conservative media that will say, look at this, well, this isn't conservative. Well, it's New York Post, not conservative. <coughs> Excuse me. So we've got media that points out the thing. You've got sensationalism, you've got fear, you've got anger, you've got mad, you've got all this stuff, right? Then the, the, look at this, Chantel Mandalay. If I went to church, this is exactly what I would be wearing. I mean, look at this. This is someone who hates Jesus, right? So now the issue is, 
The core issue is that Christians in America have been taught falsely of a separation between church and state. They've been taught incorrectly that there is a domain that Christ is not king over. And so because they've been taught that Christ is not king over their government and over their schools and over all things, they've granted the presumption of uh, principled pluralism. I can be a Christian and you can be a Muslim and they can be a Jew and they can be an atheist and we can all peacefully cohabitate. Wrong. No, you can't. You will worship a God. It's not which, it's not whether there will be a God worshipped, it's which God will be worshipped. This right here, this right there, is the God of Molech. This is Baal, this is Satan, this is demons. In fact, anything that's not Jesus Christ is that God. It's a false God, a fake God, a demon God, a God that goes to hell. The reason why this is, is critical to understand is because conservatives today... This is, this is where the danger is. The programming today will restrict your thinking to making this an education issue. This is not education. Part of it's education. But that's not really the issue. Because we've been programmed wrong, we think about solutions wrong. Where is Which is why whenever you have elected officials in Oklahoma with a conservative Christian populace, they don't know the law, they don't know what to do, so they see this stuff and they go, well, what are we going to do? I don't know. And so because they're stupid and they don't know what's going on, they don't know what to do about it. So let's talk about what to do about it. Let's just start from the very beginning. Jesus, when he physically rose from the grave, he said, all power in heaven and on earth are given to me. Go ye therefore, the great commission. So when Christians have their rights, it comes from the Christian tradition that rights come from God. Those rights coming from God are when Jesus said, go. When Jesus told you to go do stuff, that's when he said, the power I get from heaven and earth, I'm now giving to you. Those That gift from God is your rights. The definition of right is power of free action. From the Christian common law tradition, government is established to defend your rights that you get from God. So because your rights are defended by the government, your rights are what you do when you're glorifying and obeying Jesus. The government is to defend those rights. And so whenever your government doesn't defend those rights, government is wrong. Okay, does that make sense? So this is where the, the sin of separating church from state has destroyed Christians' thinking. Because Christians in America will see this, and well, Lord willing, most of them would say, I, I actually, I think, if you call yourself a Christian, and you don't think there's anything wrong with a grown man dressing up as a woman, you don't read your Bible, you don't know Jesus, and you're not a Christian, you're going to go to hell. So... We put that past. Now we look at how do we actually get good government. Men don't wear dresses. They don't. It's not in the common law tradition. It's not moral. It's not decent. It's not lawful. It's not righteous. It's not good. It's not frugal. There's nothing beneficial about it. You can do it, but it's dangerous and it's harmful to the public good. And I'm going to show you how. So then we say, because our rights come from Jesus and government is only instituted to defend our rights, we then have to look at what the issue in the law is. And so if there's teachers, then there's a school. If there's a school, then there's a purpose. The purpose has been gr uh, granted or the use of power for public education has been granted to the government by 
the Constitution. The people create the Constitution, therefore all of this is a derivative of what the people want. So the issue at play is not education, it's the liberty interest of the parent with respect to the children. Parents caring for their children is one of the oldest and most fundamental liberty interests in the law. And that's because children come from parents. One man, one woman, kids. That's where it comes from. That's from the Bible. Genesis chapter 4, right? Genesis chapter 4. After the fall, your, your kids come from one man, one, uh, one woman. So because of this, the parent's liberty interest is in caring for their kid. It's also one of posterity because what you teach your kid, Lord willing, is how they grow up to, to obey. The Bible even says, train your child the way that they should grow up and when, uh, train your child the way that they should live and when they grow up, they shall not depart from it. So education is training. It's not just teaching them stuff and factoids, it's training them how to think. So if the parents have a liberty interest in education of their kids, they do, then the liberty interest is never dismissed in any part of their training. So if parents put their kids on a public school bus, they don't stop becoming parents because their kids got on a public school bus. They don't stop becoming kids just because their kids walk through the doorway of the public school. They don't lose their liberty interest just because there's a fat dude who wants to dress up as a woman who's the principal. They don't lose that. They never lose it. In fact, the only time that they can lose it is if they have due process of law at a trial by jury. Show me the trial. And if you, if you perpetuate this stuff, you're going to get jury pools that won't see anything morally reprehensible about dudes like this doing stuff in front of kids. So this is why we got to nip this in the bud. That into the glory of God. So here's what we want to do. We want to go to our Oklahoma Constitution. And I will just show you this. I'll look, I'll look up. You know what I will do? I'll do Oklahoma. And then we'll do another state. So here's Oklahoma. And what we want to do is we want to talk about the liberty interests of the parents. So Oklahoma Constitution. Very first thing we're going to do is we're going to say Bill of Rights. Bill of Rights talks about your liberty interest, which is right here. No person shall be deprived life, liberty, or property without the due process of law. Child, Children are a liberty interest. So there's your liberty interest. There's your liberty interest right there. Now we can go to... Um, what's it called? We can go to... Uh, schools when we go down here to uh, education so there's state and school lands but what we want to do is education education article 8 section 1 the legislature shall establish and maintain a system of free public schools wherein all the children of the state may be educated question when this was written and it was ratified in 1907 what do you think the definition of education was do you think the definition of education when the Oklahoma Constitution was ratified and that language was enshrined as the Constitution, do you think education meant perverts, pedophiles, lasciviousness, drag queens, transvestites, fornicators? Do you think it meant that? Do you think the historical usage of education includes sexual activity, sexual ethics, sexual education. Do you think it includes that? It does not. How do we know that? Well, let's just bring up the maxims. We now we go to our maxims. Where's my handy dandy? There we go. Boom. Let's go to the maxims. Maxims. We want to do, what's this? 
We want to do government. Maxim 51P. The main object of government is the protection and preservation of personal rights, ooh, private property, okay, public liberties, and upholding the law of God. That's an American maxim. Folks, that means in the law, there's no one who can argue that. That means all judges, courts, lawyers, uh, everything will agree with this because it is a maxim. When it's properly applied, we look at the main object of government. The main object of government cannot include education, where education includes that guy. This guy right here is not in where people are educated. Because if we look at the main object of government, we're looking at is the protection. The protection. This right here, excuse me, this right here is not protection. This right here is not protection of uh, our kids, not protection of education, right? So the main object is the protection and preservation. There's your kids. Preservation means future. We're going to keep it for the future, posterity, future, okay? Protection and preservation of personal rights, private property, and public liberties, and upholding the law of God. Now you might think, well, Jaron, we're a secular society. We don't do secular, we don't do God anymore. And that is why you're just wrong. That is why when we believe the lie of separation of church and state, we get these perverts. We get these perverts because Christians have bought the satanic lie promulgated by stupid preachers from godless commie Jesuit seminaries where pastors are saying, you know what, we're not going to force our religion on anybody. Bro, the Oklahoma Constitution literally talks about the Almighty God. Don't believe me? Let's go. Let's go back to the preamble of the Oklahoma Constitution. Preamble Oklahoma Constitution. What we say? Invoking the guidance. Oh, okay, so we're going to be guided. Who's going to be guiding us? Of Almighty God. Who do we think Almighty God is? Now, in 1907, what Almighty God are they talking about? Are they talking about the law of God that this Almighty God has given to us? Are they talking about the Bible? Are they talking about Jesus? Are they talking about Christ as King? Who are they talking about? So invoking the guidance of Almighty God in order to secure and perpetuate the blessing of liberty. Perpetuate. That's your kids, folks. The blessing of liberty is the freedom to choose. But if you're going to perpetuate the freedom and the blessing of, of choosing, you got to teach your kids. Well, how do we teach our kids? With the guidance of Almighty God. How do we know that? Where's my Bible? Where's my Bible? Let's go to Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6. This is why Christians today, this is why Christians today lose because they don't know the law. They don't know the law. They don't know the Constitution. They don't know what's going on. So we're going to go Deuteronomy 6. I'm going to go back to my handy dandy camera. Where's my pen? Because you never point with your finger. You always point with a pointer. That's what the Army taught me. One of the things the Army taught me. So we go back, handy dandy camera, boom. Deuteronomy 6, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. Um, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. We're teaching the commands of God. Teach them to their children. T children. What are we doing? Diligently. That doesn't mean you stop just whenever they go to public schools. 
That doesn't mean you stop just whenever they get on the bus. That doesn't mean you stop just whenever they go to PE or whatever. You diligently teach them unto their children, and shall talk of them when they sit us in thine house, and when they walk us by the way, and when they lie us down, and when they rise us up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be frontlets between thine eyes. God wants us to talk about his Bible. God wants us to train our kids in his Bible. His Bible is his law. So when we read the maxims that talk about the law of God, as we see right here, when we see the law of God and the upholding the law of God as the main object of government, then we have to recognize that God's Bible is what we're looking at, especially whenever we recognize that the Oklahoma Constitution's preamble talks about the invoking the guidance of Almighty God. This is what we do. We the people, or we the people of the state of Oklahoma, do ordain and establish the Constitution. Now watch this. Let's just go back to any other old state. Let me just go Utah. I haven't gone to Utah, but there's a bunch of Mormons in Utah. They don't, they need the gospel too, by the way. But here we go. Look at this. Utah. Grateful to Almighty God for life and liberty, we the people of Utah, in order to secure and perpetuate the principles of free government, do ordain and establish this constitution. So even Utah is talking about the Almighty God. And by the way, Utah had to be forced to take a constitutional republic. They had to be forced in order to... States could not be entered into the Union unless they had a constitutional republic. This meant that they had to abide by certain principles, the fundamental principles of the common law. They had to, or else they couldn't have been brought in. So now let's see if we can find, and I haven't looked this up, so I'm opening myself up for more, uh, you know, variants. Education, Article 10. Article 10, uh, we want to do, um, legislature shall provide for the establishment and maintenance of the state's education system, built, uh, including a, a public education system, which shall be open to all the children of the state. Higher education system, both systems shall be free from sectarian control. Now that's interesting because sectarian control speaks about a, uh, a denomination of religion. So you can't have one denomination in charge of all uh, the, the thinking and all of the philosophy, right? Um... So when, when it's looking at this, free from sectarian control, you could argue free from sectarian control. So if someone's shoving down the throats of people saying you have to take LGBTQ, that's sectarian control because that's a form of worship. That is a religion. That is absolutely a path to salvation because it's one of personal salvation where you have to use their pronouns. You have to recognize their fornication as good. That's a religion. They're demanding a religion, which gets us back to the idea of it's not whether, but which. It's not whether there will be a God, it's which God will control the system. So when we look at this, we're looking at what the maxims teach, we're looking at the fundamental principles, but I want to go one last thing back to the Oklahoma Constitution. So let me find it real fast. If I go back to the Oklahoma Constitution, and when you understand the frames of government, you can find this stuff real fast. We go back to the Oklahoma Constitution, and I want to go to the Bill of Rights. So I want to go Bill of Rights, I want to go Article 2, Section 11. Excuse me, section, uh, yeah, this is 11. Yeah. Every, personal, uh, every person elected or appointed to any office or employment of trust or profit under the laws of the, United, of the state or under any ordinance of any municipality thereof shall give personal attention to the duties of the office to which he is elected or appointed. 
drunkenness and excessive use of intoxicating liquors while in office shall constitute sufficient cause for impeachment or removal therefrom. So you can tell already from the very beginning of Oklahoma that Oklahoma is saying if you are in a position of public trust, if you're an employee of the state, then you can't be bringing that garbage from your private life to in your public life. You can't do that. You can't bring from your private life into the public life. Now, there will be people that say, well, this teacher is not dragging in front of kids. And that would normally stunt, that would normally stunt the Christians right there. That would normally stunt your conservatives until we look at more maxims. So now we go back to more maxims and we recognize we recognize the Christian religion is part of the common law, right? We give that which is against divine law is repugnant to society and is void. Common law maxim. So just right there, the Christian religion is part of the common law. That's a maxim. Now we have that which is against divine law is repugnant to society and is void. Every judge has to agree with this. Every lawyer has to agree with this. Every court has to agree with this. Why? Because they're maxims. And we have a common law system. We do not have a civil law system. And that's the issue, is that Christians have been so thoroughly distracted from Jesus because we've been taught that there's a separation of church and state, that while we now believe that there is a separation of church and state, a different God has, has come in, and that God of the system today has exchanged us from a common law system, which is upholding the law of God because it's a Christian tradition of government, it's changed from the common law to the civil law, which is now why we argue about public employees unions. Or now we argue and we make the stupid uh, point that says, well, he drags on the weekend so that doesn't affect him publicly. The fact that it's now known that he's dragging and now he's administering in public with kids, who's most important here? The employee or the liberty interest of the parent? Do not miss on that. Do not give the power to the pervert who's near kids. Give the power where it belongs, which is where Jesus gave the parent liberty interest over the child's diligent education. That's where the issue, issue is, which is why I started this scathing uh, position by telling people to get their kids out of public schools. Jesus gave you your kids. God controls the womb. So if God controls the womb and you've got kids and you're putting your kids in these concentration camps, shame on you. Shame on you. You're not doing what God would want you to do because these places are godless, lawless, pedophile, pervert production facilities. Get them out. Get them out. That's on you, parent. That's on you, grandparent. That's your duty. That's your responsibility. At the same time, because we have a republic, because we have the common law, there is an opportunity to perform our duty as people to govern for righteousness. So those two things are distinct. You got, in you got the control of your kids and get your kids out. But also because you might not be able to and whatever, but I really don't want to give you that courtesy. I really don't want to give that slack. I really don't want to give parents and grandparents, uh, and not, grandparents can't make the decision, but if grandparents aren't telling their kids, I really don't want to give anybody the slack in this day and age for keeping their kids in public schools. I don't want to, I don't want, I personally, Jaron, don't want to give any psychological slack or loosening of duty or obligation 
Because if God is telling you to diligently teach his scriptures to your kids, and you probably aren't doing that, but if you are sending them daily into these pitfalls, these lion's dens of perverts, shame on you. Shame on you. But now, because I'm a Christian, and I want good government, and I'm here to conquer for Christ by right, by in love and peace, amen, now we're bringing the common law to chastise these people, to tell our government they're doing wrong, to tell our government to do better. That's, that's So I want to make sure that distinction is clear. So now we go to our government and we say, parents have a liberty interest in the education of their children. That liberty interest does not end when the child goes into the school. That liberty interest is never subordinated to what the state says. The state, which means the school, which means the curriculum, which means the, the subject matter, the text, the whatever, it can never trump the parent's liberty interest. It can't. And when the Constitution creates the state, the public schools, the public schools for education, the historical usage of education, when the original Constitution was ratified, did not include perverts. It did not include transgender stuff. It did not include this godless wretchedness. It didn't. And because the historical usage of the Constitution does not include this garbage, Therefore, whenever people try to smuggle it in as though this is uh, tolerant and operable, we have to go back to the fundamental principles, which means we need to know our rights, know what the Constitution says, and know what we granted government the power to do. The people in Oklahoma did never grant the state of Oklahoma the power to employ pedophiles or perverts to twerk or do whatever to be in positions of influence to where they would be diligently teaching our children sexual perversion. It was never granted. It was never granted. And if you really want to screw, turn the screws, the government has to be in strict adherence to the precise text of the Constitution. The people, however, we don't have enumerated rights because all the rights that God gives us are ours. So even though we have some enumerated rights, we're not limited by that. And so just to show you, Article 2, Section uh, 33 of Oklahoma. Let's go down here to Oklahoma. What? 33, I passed it. 33, where are you at? The enumeration in this Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny, impair, or disparage others retained by the people. You know what? I exercise my right not to have my child taught or, or have his education administered by a pervert. That's your right. And so now the state can't trump your rights. So when you understand that basic frame, you write a notice based on that and you basically say the state doesn't have the power, the state was not delegated the power to hire people who are publicly known to be perverts. It's maladministration. You guys are doing a bad job. You guys are hiring people with sexual proclivities that go against the historical usage of the Constitution. The public school system does not have the constitutional grant, does not have the lawful justification to hire people who are teaching godlessness to kids. And then you put in the maxims. And you say the Christian religion is part of the common law. You put in the, uh, the maxims that say the main objective of government is the protection and preservation of personal rights, private property, uh, public liberties, and upholding the law of God. You put that in there. There's no argument there. Now, people don't know that because people don't know their law. They don't know the Constitution. 
but this broad diffusion of knowledge would tell parents that they have a liberty interest at stake. Don't not don't let this be defined as a public employee and you you can't fire him because of all these stupid statutes. No, that dude is at, he's putting the parents' liberty risk at, at at stake. He's putting the liberty interest of the parents at risk. Done. Done. Over. He doesn't get a right to trial. He doesn't get due process because he's a public employee. We're, we're saying our liberty trumps his public employee status all day long. All day long. Public employees have no power. They have no due process when it goes against the liberty interest of the parent. And whenever he took the job, he swore to it. When he took the job, the implied or expressed contract was that he was going to be in adherence to the Constitution. He can't be a teacher teaching uh, revolution. You know, he can't be inciting to revolution. He can't be having sex with kids. He can't be doing those things because all of that is in pursuance of the Constitution. The Constitution didn't establish education with a historical usage that includes perverts teaching perversion doing perverted things with perverted pictures all sorts of other stuff hope that makes sense amen now i want to talk about the border because it's, it's generally the same thing uh where you need to get back to the basics to destroy perversion of our system this is a uh, video of 10 different illegal aliens from 10 different countries coming across our border telling people where they're going watch this commentary follows Ecuador, 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 Ecuador. 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 Queens. Queens? Queens. Queens? Georgia, thank you, sir. You? Uh, India, for, uh, going to New York. Thank you. You? India. Where are you going? New York. Thank you, sir. You? India. Where are you going? Uh, Sacramento. Thank you, sir. You? India. Where are you going? Texas. Thank you, sir. You? India. Where are you going? Indiana. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so you've got people from all over the world coming across the border in Texas, all over the place. This is Tucker Carlson doing what he does, twisting the dagger and exposing the idea uh, of why Texas Governor Greg Abbott has not locked down the border. Commentary follows. How many Texans do you think are all on board with letting 7 million people cross into their state illegally? What percentage? Zero. Zero. I don't care what your race or national origin. Nobody is for that. That's insane. Has the governor of Texas done anything meaningful to stop that? No. The Republican governor? He's got a National Guard. He's the commander-in-chief of the National Guard. And it's Texas, so they're all large. And they have double-stacked magazines in their sidearms. You think they couldn't stop that in a week if they... Of course. 
Just assemble along the border. We're not, we're not doing this. No, he refuses to do that. He won't do it. And it's not like no one suggested. I've suggested to him three times, including in private at a cocktail party in Dallas last year. What are you doing, man? Don't you have a National Guard? Why don't you seal the border? Oh, it's very complicated. No, it's not. No, it's not. If someone's trying to break into my house, it's not complicated to repel the person. Do you have a firearm or don't you? Are you willing to defend your house and your children or aren't you? Well, it's, it's more complicated than that. Really, tell me how. Speak slowly so I can understand. It's not more complicated than that. It's more dishonest than that. You're lying to me. You don't want to do it because your donors don't want you to do it. It's that simple. Uh, I generally agree with him. I think he's right on all accounts. I can't confirm that it's because of his donors, although I absolutely believe that there is a financial incentive to not do what is obvious and good for the people. At the same time, I want to point out something, and I want to... I want, I want people to understand what the law is. I want people to understand what our rights are. Tucker Carlson is very good at communicating the conservative perspective, especially from a nationalist perspective. So amen, God bless, I'm, I endorse. There was another event over this weekend. The New Mexico governor, a godless commie who also needs Jesus, tried to shut down people carrying firearms in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the place where Bugs Bunny is always supposed to take that left. And she said that you can't carry firearms because of a public health emergency. Anyway, she's a godless commie. She's stupid. She doesn't know the law. But there are New Mexico governors who sent out a letter. Sadly, they also don't know what the law is. Here is that letter. It reads. It says, September 9. If you can't read that, let me try to make it a little bit bigger. Boom. September 9. This is from the Western States Sheriff Association. So you got sheriffs from Texas and Montana and all over the place, right? And so this is normally, now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is normally something where conservatives be like, yeah, those sheriffs showed them. They wrote a letter, which, which I'm, not, I'm not against writing letters. We give notice all the time. That's good. I like that. That's good that people know the law. But these sheriffs aren't promoting the law. This is where our bad understanding of the law is hurting us. So it's good that the sheriffs from other nation, other states are saying stuff. That's good. Sustained. I agree with that. I like that. I don't like that the sheriffs aren't using what the law is. Let me show you. The sheriffs say September 9. The recent decision of New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. Let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger. There we go. I'll make it bigger for people who can't read that well. Uh, the recent decision of New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham to temporarily suspend the constitutional right of the law-abiding citizens of New Mexico. Stop right there. Stop, stop, stop. That's where I got beef. I got beef that it's, from, it's only for law-abiding citizens. Let's go to the New Mexico Constitution and see if New Mexico grants the right to bear arms to law-abiding citizens. So here we go. Let me go back to this, uh, this. So here's New Mexico, New Mexico Constitution. Let's go to Preamble, Names and Boundaries, Bill of Rights. Let's see if the Bill of Rights in New Mexico speaks to the, um, uh, the right to bear arms for the, what was it, law-abiding citizens. Self-government, popular sovereignty. I mean, look at that. All political powers are vested in, derived from the people. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's talk about inherit rights. Uh, equally free, natural, inalienable rights, property, all that kind of stuff. Rights under treaty with Guadalupe Hidalgo preserved. 
uh, right to bear arms. No law shall abridge the right of the citizen to keep and bear arms for security and defense for lawful hunting and recreational use and for other lawful purposes. But nothing herein shall be held to permit the carrying of concealed weapons. No municipality or county shall regulate in any way an incident of the right to keep and bear arms. Now this is talking about the right of the citizen, which I don't like but it's we're looking at the text so you now have the right of the citizen it's not the right of the law-abiding citizen it's the right of the citizen so if we're if we're using the exact text the the letter from the sheriffs says the law-abiding citizens of new mexico but the constitution says the right of the citizen right to keep and bear arms for security and defense right that's why you would keep the right to to, to keep and bear arms right to carry firearms is yet another example of a blatant disregard of an individual's right to self-preservation. So they're correct that they're speaking to the right to self-defense, which is self-preservation. But they're wrong to diminish the right as only being applicable to law-abiding citizens. This right is not only applicable to law-abiding citizens. You always have the right for security and defense, whether you're law-abiding or not. And this is where, and let me look this up, Let's go back to this. We'll look up, uh, I'll just to range third circuit. Watch this. We'll do the range third circuit case. Brian David range. This court case right here. This third case. Uh, this court case. Remember, court cases do nothing except for proclaim what the law is. Court. There's no such thing as court precedent. What there is are courts declaring what the law is. And when judges or juries or, or law schools or lawyers tell you that they overturn uh, case law, case law is law of the case. That's not what we have in America. We have law of the land, which is common law. So when judges, attorneys, law schools say case law, what they've done is they've treated rulings that happen in courts, which may or may not be courts, but they treat rulings from judges as the historical use of what the subject matter is about. But you can't make rights subject matter. We people made government. We put powers in government. I take my power of legislation, I put it in government. I take my power of the executive authority, I put it in government. I take my power of the judicial authority, I put it in government. What I do not put in government is what Jesus gives me. Jesus gives me my rights to defend myself. Self-preservation, self-defense, that's always there, right? Because if he says, thou shalt not kill, if the, if the standard is, thou shalt not kill, then you defend life. So there, it, it comes with an inference, it comes with a deduction. So if someone is killing other people, just because the 10 commandments say, thou shalt not kill, that doesn't mean you look at someone killing somebody and go like, well, I'm not killing them. No, actually in the law, now you're an accomplice. If you're aiding and abetting evil, you are evil. So if you see bad, you're supposed to bring light. Paul writes in Romans 12, 21, be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So when you see bad, see dark, bring the light. So you do good. You be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So when the, when the Bible says, do not murder, sh thou shalt not murder, the Bible is saying you can defend your own life and you can stop evil when evil is murdering. So right there is your right to self-defense. So now that you've got the right to self-defense, 
when we say when we people make government we don't put in government our right to defend ourselves we keep that we reserve that we accept that from government government doesn't get that power so we kept it now those are our rights now the Constitution in this box they can only write legislation on the powers that are in the box that is the subject matter of the trust if you look up the definition in tr of trust property you will see that it is the subject matter of the property of the trust so when someone says subject matter jurisdiction that is something that the legislature can legislate on but the legislature can't legislate on your rights so if you have a right to self-defense, you do because Jesus is good and he doesn't want you to kill people. He doesn't want you to murder. He doesn't want anybody to murder you. He wants you to defend yourself. That power, that authority, that right was not given to government. So when government writes legislation against the people's ability to defend themselves, that legislation is unconstitutional. So when the legislature writes legislation against your rights, it's it's treating your rights as though you have given them to government. But you did not give your rights to government. Not if you know the law. And so whenever these sheriffs are telling you, when these sheriffs are telling you law-abiding citizens right there in the first paragraph, they're, they're, what, those, what those sheriffs are doing, those sheriffs are saying, well, the, the law-abiding citizens got the right to bear arms. No, 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 no. All people have the right to bear arms. Because the right to bear arms is for self-preservation and to fight off tyranny. And that is always allowed. That is always lawful. That is always good. Always. Always. In this case right here, the range case, this uh, court does nothing but declare that. Brian David Range, appellate, right? So we'll we'll look at here. Let me do this. We'll say one of the people. Okay, we'll say people. 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 So here, so Range, uh, so so Range was a guy. Hold on, let me uh, let me do this. Range was a guy that uh, pled guilty to a felony back in the '90s, after the Bruin case that said that we're going to look at the text, usage, and tradition of the Constitution. So the text. The, the specific text of the Constitution is what the courts use, not your stupid case law, no judicial rulings. We're looking at the text of the Constitution. And then after the text, we use a historical usage. What did it mean when it was first written? It doesn't mean what you think it means now. It means what it was used back then. That's the law. That's our system. That's the Constitution. Amen? So this range case is saying after the Bruin case that spoke about people being uh, the ones with the right to bear arms, this range case, this guy sued the federal government for his ability and his right to own a firearm. Because he had pled guilty to a felony back in the 90s, he, he sued the federal government, and this case said because he's one of the people, he's not a law-abiding citizen. I'll show you. Watch this. Let me take this off says, applying that standard, Bruin held that the 2nd and 14th Amendments protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. But where the question decided in Bruin is not an issue it here, Ranger's appeal instead requires us to examine who is among the people protected by the 2nd Amendment. Amen. So now they come by and they go back to, um, where was it? I want to see law-abiding citizen. Range, so Range claims he is one of the people entitled to keep and bear arms. Now, now, hold on. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. 
if Range is saying he's one of the people and he's only specifying the Second Amendment, what other amendments or what other rights do people have that could also argue the exact same thing? Does that make sense? So he's arguing people for his right to bear arm. You could argue people for your property. You could argue people for your gains of industry. You could argue people for your speech. You could argue people for anything. The government's supposed to obey you. Okay, so anyway, the government goes on. Government goes on to talk about uh, law abiding. Let me just let me just write that in there. Let me just write this in. Law abiding. There we go. While the majority of the phrase law abiding is expansive and vague, there is no question that one has uh, who has a felony or equivalent conviction is not law abiding. Thus, the Supreme Court's jurisprudence tells us that the right to bear arms is limited to law abiders and that felon bans are presumptively, uh, presumptively lawful. But that's what they went back and they overturned. They overturned that. They overturned and they came back. Uh, let me see. They come back and they basically grant him his right. Here he goes. Oh, that's a dissension. So that guy's the guy that lost. <laughs> that's that's the godless commie judge that lost. The majority decision. The majority decision. The guy the guy got his gun back. The guy got his gun back because they basically said that uh, the the text of the Constitution says that if you're one of the people, you get it back. I didn't look it up. I mean, it's it's in there. The range case. Go look it up. I just I just showed you all that. The guy gets his gun back because he's one of the people, which is a lawful status. He's not a law-abiding citizen. So when these sheriffs say that the uh, the right to bear arms is for law-abiding citizens, they're wrong. They're wrong. The the constitutional right to bear arms is not just for law-abiding citizens. It's for the people. The people have rights. This is this is this is one of those nuanced distinctions that means all sorts of stuff. If someone says that you're a law-abiding citizen, no, you're not. You're one of the people. Understand that, and you'll understand that your freedoms can't be touched by government unless they give you due process. Now, I want to quickly speak to this idea from Tennessee. Watch this. Commentary follows. Tonight, a group of Tennesseans are fighting back after they were fired for not getting a COVID-19 vaccine. Thanks for joining us at 10. I'm Marius Payton. And I'm Tracy Cornett. The former employees of Blue Cross Blue Shield Tennessee say the company didn't take their religious beliefs into consideration when they issued a mandatory vaccine. Our Danielle Jackson joins us with a breakdown of that lawsuit. And Danielle, what were they up against? Tracy and Marius, I can tell you these employees came to a turning point in their careers, having to decide between their religious beliefs and receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, leading them to take legal action against their former employer. Illegal discrimination. That's the reason three people filed a lawsuit against their former employer, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee. They were fired for not getting vaccinated against COVID-19. They say the company denied their request for religious accommodations once BCBS issued a mandate in 2021. The employees are Christian and they believe the vaccine was developed using aborted fetal tissue. They say it would be sinful to inject in their bodies. The lawsuit states that BCBS violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 by discriminating against their religious beliefs and failing to provide accommodations. In a statement, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee says we are confident that the court will make the right decision resolving this dispute. 
The vaccine requirement was the best decision for the health and safety of our employees, our members, some of whom are the most vulnerable in the state and our communities. The statement goes on to say because we serve federally funded programs, our decision was also consistent with the latest guidance requiring our employees to be vaccinated. And we're told 41 employees were fired for not following that policy, Tracy. Marks. All right, Danielle, thank you. We're using the exact same idea here. It's no longer your civil right, it's your liberty. Why, why wait for the legislature to define your civil liberty when your constitution secures your liberty? Like, why, why, why would you do that? And this is, this is where, this is where I just, I'm not saying this out of hate. This is where lawyers have hidden the knowledge. The knowledge has been hidden. I don't care about your civil rights or your civil liberties because those are defined in civil law. What I care about is the rights that God gives you because those are secured according to the common law, which is the Constitution. So the way that these people, in my opinion, should do it is if you are an employee for this corporation, you can be in participation with the corporation, you can be an employee, but you never lose your individual liberty. So if a person comes to you, if a corporation, whatever, comes to you and says, you have to take this jab or you lose your job, you have the right to liberty. So whenever you have the right to liberty, they can't invade your personal space and deprive you of the ability to make money to support your family. So because they did, they're trespassing public accommodation. That corporation, that business, it only exists by the permission of the legislature. They created it. The government created your LLC. The government created your S-Corp. The government created whatever configuration of corporation you're, you're working for. And so because that corporation is created by the government, the government has to secure your rights. So whenever you come as one of the people, you're telling them, hey, you guys are violating my liberty which is way upstream from the downstream fight that the lawyers get whenever they go to court. The lawyers want you to fight with the civil rights and the civil liberties because that's where they get to argue statutes and case law and forever appeals and endless filings and that's where they make their money. Whenever you say you violated my liberty and you're going to try to compel me to take that against my conscience, you can't do that and your entire company is organized on the idea that it won't violate my rights. So then somebody might come back and go, well, these other people are, um, you know, are at risk. This public health money, and you heard the counter argument was that the company said, well, we are in compliance with the federal program. Stop. The federal program came from the federal legislature. The federal legislature is only in existence because of the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Constitution also secures your right to liberty, and it can't allow any corporation or program or derivation be derogatory to the common law. So if the company is going to argue, we're just doing what this program said because we don't want people to get sick, they're participating in a program that has presumed as your lawyer work it's presumed your liberty is subjected to this program now where they do have a good argument is the health of the other people because if there is someone immunocompromised who does work at that company that would be a good argument but the bad thing you can't do and this goes back to all public health laws all public health laws will say that there has to be observed a communicable disease. 
I can't observe a disease if there is no uh, presenting. If you don't present with any symptoms, there's no communicable disease. Now, this is where doctors and, and scientists and medical people will try to smuggle in notions of evidence. And this is where they'll say, well, let me test you. And if I test you and you test positive, even though you're not presenting symptoms, we've now have evidence of you having a communicable disease. And that test is a violation of liberty. If you do not look sick, they cannot test you for sickness. It goes against your liberty. And this is where we've allowed bad law to be trumped by science and, and people who say science and people who call themselves doctors and people who say, well, we're just here for the public health. No, you're not. What you're doing is you're indoctrinating a diminished form of liberty under the Trojan horse of public health and safety. You are training people to let themselves have crap shoved up in their nose so that they could be, you know, sick or carry a disease, even though they don't show uh, presentment of, of symptoms. This goes against all public health law, the history of public health law, because if you come into work and you're like, <coughs> dude, you need to go home because I'm observing your, your wellness is not good. Go home. You are now putting me at risk. That's what you should be doing. What you shouldn't be doing is you come in, hey, Joe, how are you? Well, I got to jump, jab this crap up your nose real fast. I got to, you know, swab the deck or, you know, I got to do something to figure out if you've got germs in there. And then whenever you realize that those tests were cycled up outside of the original uh, patent use, or whenever you realize that there's money facilitating the testing, hey, guys, go test. Here's, here's government money. Go test for stuff. Guys, should be like a Babylon Bee headline. It's like, uh, what's, what's, what's the people that are scared of germs? Um, I can't think of the name. Um, I can't think of the name. The, the, the people, the, the, oh, what's the name? Uh, what's the name? Uh, you're scared of germs. People who are scared of, I, I gotta think of the name now. <laughs> I gotta think of the name. People scared of germs. No, not misophobia. Germophobia. Obviously, germophobia. Anyway, there's there's people that are scared of germs. They're they're they've got they've got some type of fear of germs. Well, the Babylon Bee headline would be like germophobe finds germ. Well, of course, you're you're gonna find germs in in the world. You're gonna find stuff that's bad in the world. But the competing interest is your liberty against the agenda of the medical community. So, you know, God bless. I hope they destroy the people for, you know, trying to force them against their conscience and for firing all those people. But you see how the liberty interest, the right to liberty, is so much more powerful than some stupid statute with your civil liberties or civil rights. Lawyers make money there. You win money whenever you defend your rights. Stand on your rights because all of government is designed to bow. Do not accept the bait, take the bait, and go down the stream to occupy a position of lesser status in the law. That's where people will make money on you. 
Whether you win or not, that's where people will make money on you. Where you defend yourself is way up here at the very beginning when you say, these are my rights, you can't force that crap in my face, and you are a public corporation that only exists because the government allows you to, as long as you don't violate my rights. You are violating my rights, therefore, if you persist, I'm going to tell people... I'm going to write affidavit that will stand as evidence in court, and I'm going to take you to court for violating my liberty, just straight up. And we may then administratively dissolve your corporation. And maybe, you know what, let me call my congressman because he can pull your books. You're a public LLC, right? He can pull your books. He can bring you in because he can write subject matter. He can write legislation of subject matter that he's in charge of. And subject matter he's in charge of is your stupid little corporation taking federal funds to trespass individual liberty. Screw you. Amen. God bless. I don't really have a good sequence, but I try to end every single one with the gospel, and that is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, and three days later, he rose from the grave. The gospel is the salvation message. We talked about law, the fundamentals, the Constitution. We talked about social ills, economic uh, crises. There's a lot of bad stuff in this world. This world is a fallen world. You will not be here forever. You will die. I will die. We are both sinners. Jesus paid the fine. If we do not trust that Jesus took our place, then God will punish us for what we are already guilty of. I don't want that. I don't want that for you, which is why I tell the gospel. When you believe the gospel, you put all of your trust in Jesus. You believe that he physically rose from the grave and that because of that, he actually died on the cross. And the reason he actually died on the cross was to take your place. That's the gospel. And the good news is that you don't deserve it, but you will abundantly receive it. The good news is because Christ is good and Christ gives good gifts and he keeps his word, you can trust him. That's powerful. It's uh, The gospel is the message of salvation. Believe the gospel, my friends. Thanks for watching. I appreciate your support. There's ways to help me directly. Links below. But there's also the opportunity to do the win-win-win option. Take the shopping you're already doing, take it away from the godless commies, Walmart, Amazon, Costco, whatever, and shift it to an American manufacturing company. Direct product purchase to your door. Over 450 price competitive products because they vertically integrated. They don't have to compete with slave labor from China because they make everything here at home. And because they own the whole distribution, you get price savings with quality products that don't have hazardous chemicals de delivered right to your door, sign up at patriotswitch.com slash jaren, patriotswitch.com slash jaren. Appreciate your time. Lord Willem will be back tomorrow. Until then, I am Jaren Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.